I've always lived near the sea. I've always enjoyed at least being able to see it if I couldn't get in it. Um, love going surfing, even just for a quick paddle every now and then if it's a lovely hot day. It's it's always been a little bit intimidating to me, just the depth of water sometimes, how far out it goes and how unknown it can be, I suppose, as well. It's, it's something that definitely has my respect, for sure. Tyler was the best guy I've ever met and in all honesty probably will ever meet in my life. My name is Connor Freeman and I lost my best friend to the sea. He was just one of the kindest, most genuine people ever, to be honest. Um, he was someone that I truly imagined just being friends with for my entire life. I pictured like having him there at a wedding and stuff like this, like all these future events. He was always in there when I pictured them, no matter who else was in them. Always happy to help out, even though I lived so far away. We always used to speak on either just playing games or just texting on Facebook or whatever it may have been. Um, used to surf with him when I'd come down and see him. Uh, just try and get in the water, he'd always try and teach me some stuff and we always tried to get a, a double wave where we'll, we'll both get on the same one and uh, the last time I went out with him we actually managed to get that which was quite impressive and then he just proceeded to jump onto me and into the water subsequently but it was always, uh, always a good time when he was around. He used to love fishing quite a bit, fortunately I never got the chance to fish with him but it was definitely something that he was very passionate about. Even through some of his old Facebook posts, there's always a few pictures of him doing it. Tyler was up at St Agnes in Cornwall, fishing with a couple of friends, when they decided it was getting a little bit choppy. It was still pretty flat, but they decided, now nah, we're not going to catch anything here. Let's just go to a new spot. So they started packing up, and then out of nowhere, a massive wave just comes over the top of where they were fishing. And the two friends that were with him, who were luckily enough able to stay on the rocks, although they did get soaked. But then when they looked around, Tyler was gone. He was in the water and it was just all, all panic mode. Um, they were just trying to do everything they could to help, but there's only so much you can do without trying to get in. Um, in the middle of November when it's freezing cold, it's not going to help anyone if you jump in, if you can't get to someone. So... One stayed down by the rocks, the other one ran up to try and get a signal on his phone and called the Coast Guard, who were there pretty quick, uh, in full force, helicopters, boats, loads of other volunteers, and uh, just non-stop searching um, for the rest of the day. They were just there looking around. They managed to find a backpack and a coat that he managed to take off while he was in the water. He knew what to do. He laid on his back, he took his coat off, tried to stay as buoyant as he could, but eventually a wave went over the top and that was the last anyone saw of him. So the day that I found out was an incredibly hard day for, for sure. I was pretty much sitting at home on my own because uh, it was still locked down at the time. So I was just sitting inside and uh, I was actually waiting for a, a PC to arrive that me and Tyler had specced up on a website. He helped me, he walked me through all of it. 
and I paid for the fast track delivery. So I'm really excited about this thing arriving so me and all my friends could carry on playing again. And uh, I got a call from one of them on Facebook out of the blue, which I just immediately thought was, oh, cool, we're going to talk about some of the games we're going to play. We can discuss what we're going to do. And uh, he answered the phone with a, hello, how you doing? Are you okay? And it sounded pretty normal. And uh, all of a sudden his tone dropped and he just said, listen, mate, something's just happened. Um, and we needed to tell you. And at that point, I didn't really know how to answer. I just sat there in disbelief as to what, what he's saying. The tone in his voice just showed how really how real it was. Yeah, I got a, a call to say that it had all been called off for the night because it was getting too dark to keep searching. Helicopters had to refuel, boats had to refuel. Volunteers just couldn't stay out any longer. And I just remember breaking down. I just, I, I was on the phone. My mum walked over because she knew I was on the phone to someone about it. Just wondered what was going on. And I, I just dropped into her, and she just caught me. And I still remember that she says that it was the worst cry she's ever heard. Oh, I can't really remember what happened. It was such a blur at the time. I just, I switched off. I didn't want to be a part of that world right there and then. So. I just tried to turn myself off. Being as far away as I was, I had to put full faith in the RNLI and any volunteers that were out there to, to find my best friend. I, I couldn't help. I was almost 300 miles away and I didn't have a car at the time that was working. So I was just stuck there. So knowing that the RNLI were out was... As that was the best news I could hear at the time, really, other than he'd been found. It was, what more could I want? You know, it's either he scrambles out himself or someone has to get him. So that was the only comfort I had for that entire day. Is they, they took everything as seriously as you could. Loads of boats, loads of volunteers. It was a, a full force search. They were searching for... Well, two days pretty much non-stop. On the second day when they had to make it pretty clear that this might not be a rescue as much as it would be a recovery at this point, still just became one of those, well, we just need him back. Like, we can't stand the the unknowing. Just what's happening, where is he, and what's going on? So the fact that they went out there the next day, and even days after that, they were still looking, but there's only so much, of course, they can do. Before any of this happened, the RNLI was always just there. It wasn't something that I'd ever really given much thought to. I'd never needed them myself. I'd never actually seen them in action, apart from where maybe you'd see a boat out in the water. After this has happened, it's given me such a sense of what they do and the danger they put themselves in just to help other people. It's, it's definitely opened my eyes to how necessary they are and how important it is to know that they're there. And just knowing that they're there can actually sometimes make me feel better about even going in the water, let alone just seeing it. The first time I got back in the water after everything that happened was actually a, a memorial that we did for him on his birthday, which was a, a couple of months later uh, in April. Um, we all got in, me and his close friends, and we took some flowers. I paddled out on his surfboard. We formed a nice circle and we just threw some flowers into the middle, which was really lovely. But 
none of us felt scared. We all felt it was something that we had to do. There was plenty of people out on shore. There was a lot of experienced surfers and swimmers out there. We all felt really safe and secure and we knew that if we had to call for help, we all knew exactly who to call and we knew that they'd be there as quick as possible. We, we all felt safe in that water and we all had in the back of our minds that if we need the RNLI, they're going to be there. I never got to meet anyone that was involved in the rescue as such, uh, apart from people that were there uh, friend-wise, but I just want to tell them how thankful that we are that they were there, that they were so willing to put their lives on the line just to save one other person. Because um, it's not just one person out there looking on the boat, there's a crew on each one. I am Ella Dubroy. I am crew at Chiswick Lifeboat. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.